Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, fellow DJs, do you want to own a piece of a premium sports book and casino? Well, Moonbet gives you the chance just by holding their MBET crypto tokens. You can buy those tokens right now over at bitforex.com. You can also join the Moonbet ecosystem by heading over to moonbet.org. Use the link in the description so that they know you're a true DGEN. Eclipse the competition and make some money with Moonbet. You fools. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Tuesday, and boy, it's been a quiet couple days, Max. Listen, I hope that someday I am rich enough that I can spend $130 million to pay a 37-year-old pitcher to come join my team. Like, I, I, I hope that I can have that money to just kind of set on fire and just say, here you go, I'm paying you $130 million, I hope to get one year out of you. <sighs> so, uh, so awesome, awesome job, Mets. Once again, once again, doing the thing that you think is right. And uh, it's it's gonna blow up in their faces. Like th- th- this has got shades of Johan Santana all over it, all over again. <laughs> What's going on, Panther? And see, like man, I- I'm older than Max. I'm a decade older than Max. So I want to be in the place where I live to just you know not win any championships, not do anything noteworthy, <laughs> and somebody come banging on my door and say, "Here, take all this money and come coach our teams." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys have kind of alluded to what we're talking about today. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. let's start with the Mets. Yeah, let's let's start with free agency. So yeah, the Mets uh, got the I would say the big pitching free agent uh, that was out there. You know, the Mets have been uh, spending money already in the off season. They're they're, they're trying to uh, definitely fortify their outfield, get some depth out there. Uh, but pitching pitching is a huge issue for them right now. They uh, they missed out on bringing Stephen Matz back home. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, apparently. Um, the owner of the Mets and uh, Matt's agent got into a little tiff on Twitter. So Matt's uh, went to the Cardinals and that's where he ended up. And then Noah Syndergaard, of course, he left in free agency. He is out uh, with the Angels right now. So good luck to Noah out there. Mm. And I, I realize I'm never buying a jersey for a player that is actively on a team that I root for because every time I do so, they end up leaving like within a couple of years. So <laughs> and, and, uh, it's like, I, my David Wright jerseys, they're beautiful to me right now. Um, <laughs> but so they, they, they're, they don't know what they're going to do with Marcus uh, Sh- uh, Stroman. So he's still dangling out there. So they went out there and they spent $130 million to bring in Max Scherzer, the, definitely the biggest free agent pitcher out there. Uh, you get other names out there as well. Uh, his, his former teammate Clayton Kershaw is still hanging about but huge get from the Mets listen you know I was, I was saying that it was, it was bad money and kind of is you know, spending that much money uh, that much risk on, on someone that old but he's produced listen every ever since turning you know 35 like the dude's just like been unstoppable so uh, if he if he can pitch anywhere near he has the last few seasons then I say it's worth it I just don't think it's gonna happen yeah I th- I think um you know, it, it Scherzer's age isn't a factor. This guy has been absolute nails uh, every single year we see him go out there. I think the big question has been for the Mets for quite a while has been run support. 
I think Jacob DeGrom knows a few things about that. For me, you know, getting Max Scherzer is a huge get. I think it's a great get. But for me, getting Starling Marte and Eduardo Escobar uh, speaks volumes of them knowing, hey, we got to get some runs on this team um, because they, I think they know they really, really struggled this past year in generating some runs. Um, so I don't think they're done. It's a great get, you know, and especially you go back to back with Scherzer and DeGrom. Oh my God, that's a, that's the healthiest one-two punch anywhere in the bigs, but getting more sticks for the Mets, I think has to be how they you know finish this out absolutely i mean that they need that run support they need it I mean, it doesn't take a genius to to look at a spreadsheet and say oh look at that uh, i mean we're one of the worst offensive teams in baseball if we just had a little bit if we were just mediocre at run support we would have made a lot more of a noise i mean good god you'd have to be so stupid you get scammed by bernie madoff that's how stupid you ah, well uh, yeah I, I was i was texting some of my buddies about this i was like yeah this may, this makes sense until you know he, he gets fucked with gamestop again or something like that you know because <laughs> <laughs> cohen was wrapped up in all that so yeah so listen we'll see how it plays out with the mets i know that they're not done but uh you know a couple other teams just making some surprise moves uh cory seager heading to texas the rangers spending some big fucking bucks to bring seager in what was it 325 million over 10 years or something like that so uh, lots of money being spent right now which is i think players are trying to do a cash grab right now before the collective bargaining agreement uh, gets redone i think mm. that's it i, I think uh, a lot of teams are seizing on it and saying hey we're going to dole out money we don't know what's going to happen in this whole thing but we can get star players by spending some cash right now because i think they're eager to sign you gotta remember a lot of players would would hold off to, i mean this is fucking november yeah. 30th a lot of players would hold off for you know what until december the the the, the winter meetings and shit like that it's like players are like i'm taking my fucking money i don't know what the future holds you're gonna pay me what 40 44 million dollars a year to fucking play all right i'm gonna do it yeah now, this is bad management like from an ownership standpoint you know flip to the other side and you're like why the fuck are you spending this money you already dealt with 2020 with covid season and missed half the year uh you know, with the money there no revenue now you're going into what looks like most likely a work stoppage why the hell are you spending this kind of money you mentioned the rangers you know they, they signed Corey seager and then marcus simeon on top of that so they've spent nearly 500 million dollars you know, just in the last week, and they don't even know if they're going to have a season next year. So I think this is absolutely asinine by the owners. Yeah, it might be. I hadn't. I mean, I don't know what the next collective bargaining uh, bargaining agreement is going to look like. It, it, are we expecting a huge slash on salaries? I, I, who knows? Yeah. I think I love what, what's going to be on the table here. I think is is uh, rule changes. Uh, I know playoffs is a huge fucking thing that they want to talk about here, and I think that would impact uh, the salary things and, and making sure that players are. It's the same thing as like adding a seventeenth game, right? You're going to add a seventeenth game to the NFL schedule. Well, what's that mean for our scal- salaries? Do they get prorated up? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so I think that anytime you're adding something or changing an element of a game that that's going to require players to play more games, I do think that there's going to be salary implications that could muck things up and uh, for the play uh, what do the players want by the way i mean they already got guaranteed salaries they've got the highest fucking you know uh, paid uh, uh contracts in all fucking professional sports not named soccer right i mean <laughs> come on what the, what do the players want here i really like i don't know <laughs> I think one of the things that's going to come up is something that we've seen over the last two years that they've never seen before. And that's when an entity, namely the U.S. government, comes in and shuts you down 
And the players are like, well, are we getting paid? And the owners are like, well, you're not playing. And we're, so we're not paying. Like, I think that is going to be, um, you know, the, one of the biggest arbitrated deals going on with future contracts because it, it was never seen before. And they were just kind of making up, the, you know, their yeah. deals as they were going along. And I think in all CBAs moving forward, all the sports, I think we're going to see some of these health protocols of what happens when, you know, the country gets shut down and we can't play, you know, what, what happens there. There, the the players want their money, right? Like you said, guaranteed money. But how the fuck are you supposed to play pay them if the ownership isn't making any money? So, um, yeah, this CBA is going to be really interesting. That's a good point. There's definitely going to be pandemic verbiage in, right. in every future right. agreement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, just real quick, we'll wrap up free agency. Some notable free agents: Javi Baez of the Mets, who who might resign. Uh, there's still talk about Javi uh, returning. Uh, Chris Bryant of the Giants, Nick Castellanos of the Reds, Michael Conforto of the Mets, Carlos Correa of the Astros, Freddie Freeman, Kevin Gossman. He did sign. Kevin Gossman did sign. Did Freeman sign with the Braves? Did he resign? Um, yeah. I haven't heard Freeman. Gossman signed did with sign. Blue Jays, um, replacing Robbie Ray, who yeah. went to the Mariners. That's right. Robbie Ray went to the Mariners. So Clayton Kershaw still out there. Um, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a couple. Uh, Trevor Story, I think, is another one out there as well, and Marcus Stroman. So a couple still key free agents out there. We'll see how that plays out. But well, let's get to Panther. Yeah, Panther. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, I, this is actually something I've been clamoring for for the last couple of years. I'm really kind of sad that we waited till he broke Newt Rockney's record before he decides to leave. But the, now at this point, the timing just seems weird like it's all 55 and 9 since 20 and 16 uh, i think he's like the second or third winning his coach in college football over that the last five years he's really and you know, we have double digit wins since 2016 he's really got notre dame where they need to be they're on the brink of their third uh playoffs in the last four years and you know here's the problem notre dame doesn't spend the money that state schools do his contract isn't out there. Nobody really knows, but it's guessed that he's a 5 million. Well, if LSU comes a knock in with their warm weather and hot cheerleaders and nine or $10 million a year, look, you're going to, you're going to take a look. Um, I don't know. Here's one of the things I would think that would lead me to consider the move that Brian Kelly is making is that, you know, Nick Saban's 70 years old. Maybe he retires in the next few years and you have a chance, but as long as that juggernaut in Alabama is still going, you've still got to play Auburn, both the Mississippi schools, and Texas A&M in that side of the division. That is, I mean, Notre Dame doesn't play a fucking schedule anywhere close to that, mostly because USC and Stanford suck ass. But um, this is, it's got to be all about the money because otherwise, from a win-loss standpoint, it is definitely a head-scratcher. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about college football. I've, I, I, I'm, I'm clearly, I, I, I don't bet college football. I don't really talk about it that much. But just talking about like the timing of this thing, you, you even said it. It's like this should not be allowed. You should not be allowed to fucking just jump ship on your team when when you're in a playoff hunt like this. I, I get it if you're you know like if you're out of it. But I mean, this this seems so weird. Uh, I, I I fucking hate this. I mean, Notre Dame does have a chance. Uh, their only loss is to Cincinnati, who is in the college playoffs right now, right? Uh, you know, and, yeah. And, and and their head coach might be the future head coach of Notre Dame. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, but I just want to read this quote. In a recent interview, Kelly was asked if he'd ever leave Notre Dame other than to retire. 
Kelly dismissed the question, effectively saying it would take an impossible sum of money to make him want to leave. No, I mean, look, I think Mike Tomlin had the best line, right? Unless that fairy godmother comes by with a $250 million check, my wife would want to take a look at it first. I'd have to run it by her. Well, I guess we know how much LSU is paying him then. (laughs) Do we have any details, Panther, on the contract at all? Has that leaked? No, it hasn't. It hasn't leaked. And and Brian Kelly, um, so I read this morning, he he was kind of – not happy that this whole thing had leaked out because he hadn't told his players yet. Uh, he had a meeting this morning at 7 a.m. with the players. He was actually still out recruiting for Notre Dame. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, last week, they stay out in, in uh, California to do the recruiting after the, after their game. But, um, yeah, so he's actually addressing the players today. It has to be about money. But here, here's the thing. We'll flip over to the LSU side of things with the whole shithole, the, everything that happened with Ed Orgeron, um, mm-hmm. the, the sexual assault violation, everything that's going on uh, down at LSU. They had to get a big name and they had to get somebody that was pretty clean. Now, now Kelly's had some issues with a recruiting scandal, blah, 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 and some other shit that other coaches haven't been caught on. But as far as like sexual allegations or, you know, being above reproach in the locker room and those kind of things, you know, you're never going to hear that about Brian Kelly. Um, LSU needed to hit a home run. And with Lincoln Riley already gone to USC, um, I think Brian Kelly was the next guy on the docket. Yeah, that could be. I mean, I just, you know, Harbaugh beats uh, Ohio State, and then the entire fabric of reality just just, just dissolves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, like Orgeron was making fifteen million dollars a year, so you got to imagine that they're paying him more than than Orgeron well, much was more. making. You, you know, so I mean, it's probably in the twenty million dollar a year. Uh, range and then uh, to, to your point panthers think about the recruitment classes that lsu can get with their fucking standards i mean come on yeah. i mean the, i think the sat i don't even know what the sat like range is anymore they change the sats they change math they change the sats but that's a that's a rant for another day but like i i think you can get into lsu with like a, a, a sub 400 uh sat <laughs> i mean you know you write your name on the paper you're basically getting to L- L- lsu so i mean the the recruitment class is going to be so much easier to him to get you know top five prospects that's you know? true yeah i mean notre dame has two <laughs> paths traditionally like do, are you you know are you high scholars or do you want a winning football team no, Notre Dame is – it's amazing that the coaches and the success that Notre Dame has had over the, you know, the 100 years of, of football, given the academic restraints they have, you're absolutely correct. Going down to LSU, um, he should – you know, he's going to be in the SEC hotbed and not have to deal – he can go get the players that the Alabamas and the Ohio States and Oklahomas can get that Notre Dame could never get. And, you know, being Notre Dame, they recruit nationwide. So, you know, Kyle Hamilton, the best player on the roster this year was from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Jeremy Tillery, he was from Texas. He's in the NFL now. Uh, so it's not like he doesn't know how to recruit down in the South. Um, he, I think he will actually do great down at LSU. So you quick think question. So? Oh, good. No, I'm sorry. I just want to know. You think he's going to come out of the jump right out of the gate winning? I think he I look, I think he will do great as far as recruiting and putting together a quality team. But the fact is, he's still got to go against Nick Saban. Yeah. He's still got to go against Jimbo Fisher. Auburn is always a pain in the ass. And then when they do their, you know, play the other side of the SEC, as we've seen this year, George is an absolute juggernaut. Mm. Um, I mean, he's jumping into hellfire. And then here in a couple of years, you're adding Oklahoma and Texas to the mix. This is, I mean, he, he's going to put together a competitive team, but um, I think you can look at another decade of Brian Kelly not winning a national title. <laughs> Man. 
So my my quick question is: Do you think Luke Fickle is the guy that get, ends up in Notre Dame? I know he's he said previously that the two jobs he wants would be USC, uh, right? Uh, that's where uh, he, no, no. Uh, 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 Ohio, Ohio State. State, where he went to school, or Notre Dame. So I mean, is Fickle the guy? Fickle's Fickle for Notre Dame. Fickle's got to be the guy. We were talking about timing. The Notre Dame season is over. Brian Kelly can make a move. Bowl games are just extra, you know, games. They don't really count. Fickle's in the middle of a. He's got a conference championship, so he can't do anything. He's got conference championship this week, and more than likely, they win that game. Then they're going to the, the uh, college football playoff. Luke Fickle can't make a move. I don't. I don't believe he would or can make a move until the first week of January. So the timing for Luke Fickle puts Notre Dame in a precarious situation because they're dealing with a coach who more than likely would not make a decision under, you know, this would severely impact his players. Even all the noise and racket that you're hearing would severely impact these players. I think Luke Fickle is the number one guy on the target list. If they don't get him um, staying in-house, Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator who was under Luke Fickle last year at Cincinnati, has done a remarkable job at Notre Dame. Um, he could get promoted. He's only 35 years old, no head coaching experience. Uh, Matt Campbell over Iowa State's name has come up. I'm not overjoyed with that one. Um, Pat Fitzgerald has come up, uh, the head coach over at Pittsburgh. I'm kind of intrigued by him. Narduzzi, uh, I'm a little intrigued by him. But, um, look, I th- my personal opinion is – Oh, and Matt Rule. Matt Rule's name has come up. I would be very, very intrigued if Matt Rule were to come back to the college ranks. For me, it's Fickle. After that, Matt Rule. After that, I really feel like we're taking a step down on who our head coach is. <laughs> well, that's a good list. All right. It'll be interesting to see what happens from here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hear, hearing from some uh, Notre Dame alumni or people connected to the program what their thoughts are. We'll hear something. I mean, has anybody heard from Manti Teo's girlfriend about what she thinks? <laughs> There's always the haters. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's take a quick break. Talk about Odds Jam, developed by Stanford engineers. Odds Jam is an innovative solution designed to identify odds that make you the winner every single time. They have the fastest real time data to spot discrepancies between different sports books help users place risk-free bets profits average three percent every day which adds up to big earnings there is no catch just the smartest betting software on the market use the link in our description to beat the book every single time with odds jam guess who's back back again my bookie's back tell a friend that's right djens proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, 
anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, NBA, what do you got? Uh, let's start off with this uh, first game on the board, the Knicks and the Brooklyn. Uh, Knicks just benched their struggling uh, point guard, shooting guard, whatever, Kemba Walker, in a move that actually makes the Celtics seem like they know what they're doing. Uh, Knicks have managed to win three of five games despite his struggles. Uh, they're three, uh, six and three on, on the year on the road, so not too bad of a road team. Brooklyn, of course, coming off of that home loss to the Red Hot Suns. And while it's hard to imagine them losing two in a row, I think the value is betting the Knicks money line here. Uh, Nets dealing with the injury bug. Uh, Joe Harris is going to be out for a while. Offensive struggles. Uh, Blake Griffin just got benched. James Harden, he's doing a lot. Listen, I, I think James Harden's having one of his better all-around seasons, just not offensively. So uh, I think you know Kevin Durant is good enough to lead this team on a night-to-night basis to win games on his own. But if the Knicks, if the Knicks play their best game, if they can uh, just play that defense and, and get in there. I think they have a 50-50 chance of winning this one. So with, with the plus line I'm getting here, a $10 money line bet on the Knicks. Yeah, talking about the injury bug. So Derek Rose is, is listed as out. Todd Gibson for the Knicks is out. Nerlens Noel is listed as day-to-day. R.J. Barrett is day-to-day. So the Knicks are dealing with their own little injury problem here. Um, I actually think the Nets probably win this game, but you know the, they lost that game to Phoenix. But you go back and look at their last four wins. They beat Boston, they beat Cleveland, they beat Orlando, they beat Cleveland. I think the Knicks are better than those teams. Um, so the six and a half just seems like it's too many. I'm going to jump on the Knicks, but unlike Max, I want the points. Give me ten bucks on the Knicks plus the six and a half. I have a right at six point six point five, six point six in that range. I I can't. I'll lean New York with you guys, but I'm not touching this game. This is going to be the, this is going to be a, a, a theme throughout the day. I, I bet you it is. Hey, let's uh, scroll down a little bit. Let's talk about. Uh, we, I just mentioned the Phoenix Suns, so let's talk about Golden State heading into Phoenix. Uh, a game of the night, right here, right? I mean, the Suns are going to try to win their 17th game in a row. The Warriors are going to try to win their eighth game in a row, and at stake is first place in the Pacific. Uh, not that it matters because whatever. Uh, season's still early. Yet uh, it's it, it's a nice matchup for Golden State. It's it's a measuring stick to see. Hey, you know they've been beating some less than stellar teams. Uh, the, the the Suns returning home. They had a very successful four game road trip where they they beat the Nets to close that out. Um, if you look at the statistics, I think these teams match up fairly well. Golden State is number two in offensive efficiency. Phoenix is number five. Golden State is first in effective field goal percentage. Phoenix is third. Golden State is number one in defensive efficiency, and Phoenix is third. Now, the big question mark is I did see Draymond Green's name pop up as questionable. I do believe he suits up and plays this one, so I'm, I'm not really concerned with it but but <laughs> just throwing it out there uh i think the value is on the warriors here so a ten dollar money line bet on golden state 
Yeah, I think the you're going to see a lot of literally five on five here. I think there's a starters versus starters. The benches, I've never thought much of Phoenix's bench. Golden State's bench is, you know, they're kind of messed up. Iguodala's list is out. James Wiseman's out. Damian Lee is out. Um, so the one thing that stands out for me in the recency for the Warriors is their defense. They've given up 90 to the Clippers, 103 to Portland, 96 to Philadelphia, 104 to Toronto, 102 to uh, Detroit. They're really hammering down that defense where the Suns are averaging about 120 points per game. So the, the Suns are really pushing you know, the offense. The Warriors are clamping down on defense. I think that is the, the key component here that I'm looking at. Um, but, man, the way Steph Curry is playing, he's putting together an MVP season. He stretches uh, the opponent's defense because he has really range from midcourt. Uh, I think Golden State does walk away with the win. But just like before, I want the points. So give me Golden State. Plus, I had two and a half. It looks like we're down to two. Can I still get two and a half? I'd have to send, I'll have to search that one out and let you know. Um, yeah, I guess this is kind of a, a sideways kiss of death. I don't like Golden State necessarily, but it's close. It's really, really close. It's the only bet I can make today because everything else sucks. I'm going to money line Golden State as well. We're getting a plus 116. That's the best I could find. It looks like everybody crazy. in the world's betting Golden State money line too. So, yeah, there you go. Take awesome. that for what's yeah. worth. Yeah. yeah, great. I know. Uh, not that it matters. Like the money public means absolutely fuck all in the, in the NBA. Like I was saying that last year is that you get one fucking. You know, uh, rap star like, tossing ten grand on a fucking game, and it shifts everything. Yeah, yeah. So you ridiculous. can still get the Golden State Warriors uh, plus two and a half, minus one hundred nine. Nice, nice. Uh, that's it for me, Panther. You got a couple more, right? Yeah, I'm gonna bet them all. Um, let's have a look at Memphis at Toronto. Our one of our favorite sons, John Morant, is out for this game. But Memphis is actually pretty loaded at the guard position. Dylan Brooks is playing extremely well. Um, Bain is also playing well. So I, I don't know that – I would hate to say, oh, they're not going to miss John Moran, but they definitely are. But I still think against a Toronto team who's 2-7 and seven at home, really has not found any rhythm whatsoever, I think Memphis actually can go in there and get the win. But at five and a half points, I'm very inclined to take those points. So give me 10 bucks on the grizzle. Some moral support here. I, I agree. I, I have the Raptors sneaking out a very close win here, but no way uh, with the minus five and a half, even with Mar uh, Morant out. Uh, the Grizzle are a weird team, though, man. Like, you know, when you count them out, they come out with a big win. And, and when you get too high up on them, they shit the bed. So I, I, I will temper my expectations and just lean Memphis here. Yeah, I'm going to lean Memphis with you. Um, I have it almost exactly right at five, five and a half. So a lean for me on Memphis. I got nowhere to go. Okay, let's try the our favorite team, the Lakers, going to Sacramento. You know, these two teams just played a couple days ago. Triple overtime. What do we have, like 200 and almost 80 points between the two teams. They match up again. The Lakers just have not found any rhythm whatsoever. Now they're banged up. Trevor Ariza's out. Bradley's on the or, uh, his list is questionable. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both listed. I expect them both to play, um, but they're popping up on the injury report. Um, you know, this is the Lakers team that is three and five on the road going against a Sacramento team. You know, we, they had the coach bump, I guess, against the Lakers, but then they got their ass handed to them by the aforementioned Grizzlies uh, just a couple days ago. But at home, now they're catching five points. I'm seeing this line move all the way to five points. Kind of scares me I'm on the wrong side, but I want the home team 
plus the five points. Ten bucks on the Kings. Mm. Yeah, it's, I got the Lakers winning this one, but same thing. I, I don't have them covering five, so I, I moral support once again. I will lean the Kings here. And uh, who's who's their head coach now? They, they uh, uh, Gentry, uh, Gentry, yeah, Gentry, yeah. Gentry. Yeah, I mean. I think he's probably a better fit for this team uh, than Luke Walton was. So we'll see if they can string together some wins. But this team is just – it baffles me. The amount of talent that they've had over the years and they they just can't fucking – they're allergic to winning. They've they've got fucking (laughs) Stafford syndrome or some shit like that. So uh, I'll lean on the Kings. I like that. Stafford syndrome. We'll have to – point that one. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to lean Sacramento here in this one too. It's another game I don't like. Last game on the board. Detroit Pistons going to Portland. Talk about two teams that are very, very consistent. Detroit is very consistently bad on the road, two and eight away from the Motor City. Portland, nine and one at home. Think about that. They're 10 and 11 overall, nine and one at home. If they could just go 500 on the road, it'd be a playoff team. But the Trailblazers do dominate at home. I think they do dominate. I think they this is a big win for them. Detroit's just not very good, but nine points was a little too much for me to eat. Where I am on this game is the total. The Blazers have given up 129, 118, and 125 in their last three games. They give up a shit ton of points. Pistons give up 110, 107, 114. I've got a total at 215. I think it goes over because neither one of these teams play a lick of defense. Ten bucks. On the over two fifteen and a half. Yeah, I think I think just the thing to to denote here is that Portland is just a totally different fucking team when they're at home than they're on the road. So you're talking about those three, you know, um, uh, big games that they uh, they gave up points to. All three of them on the road against Utah, against Golden State, against Sacramento teams that can score points. Um, don't know if I can put Detroit in that same class. They struggle to score points here, and uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm going to lean the over here. I still have it going over. Um, but looking at this one, I wanted to bet the money line on Portland here. I think they do win this one. This is a team that is nine and one at home this year. Absolutely atrocious on the road. Uh, so they should win this one, but I, there's no fucking value minus four fifty, minus 400 or something like that. Um, uh, it's, it, you, you'd have to spend like 25, you know, like a two and a half times your unit to, uh, get the, uh, the value on this one and you just can't do it. So a lean on the pistons with the points yeah same boat i'll lean the pistons plus the points because it's just it's right there why not just lean them i like your over i think that's definitely something you want to look at though i think i think you might be on the right side of something there panther cool cool uh Uh, we've covered all the nba max it's hockey time a lot of games on the board. I know you're on three of them. I've got two. So let's talk about the Washington Capitals heading to Florida to take on the Panthers. Uh, listen, man, the Panthers lost two games in a row. They had their first home loss of the season as well. Do you know who that was to? Who they lost to at home? A team that has won four or five games. They beat the Panthers, they beat the Hurricanes, and they beat the Capitals. It's the uh, Seattle Kraken. <laughs> <sighs> Now Florida welcomes in the Capitals, trying to avoid getting their second home loss of the season. Uh, these two teams faced off uh, just last week. Washington got uh, the win 4-3 to three here. If you look at their metrics, both teams rank top five in goals per game, top, top five in goals against per game. Uh, based on expected goals for the Panthers are underperforming, meaning based on their shot quality, they should actually be scoring more goals. Uh, They also lead the league in puck control, which is uh, essentially like the equivalent of time of possession. And if you can control the puck, you typically have a good chance of winning those games, especially when they get tight at the end. Uh, 
I can't argue with someone taking the Capitals thinking it's a value play. I just have the Panthers winning this one. I got them covering the implied probability here. So $10 bet on Florida. Yeah, I, I gave this one a really good look. This is, I mean, this is like the Warriors and the Suns, right? It's the, the hockey game of the day. The Capitals are really good on the road, 7-2-2 two and two away from D.C., Florida. We talk about all the time how dominant they are at home. Um, I, I think Florida is the play, but just because they're so evenly matched, um, I think I might have leaned Washington. But I'm not on this game. I, I just I, Very interesting game, but um, I'll lean Florida. I just couldn't come to the grips with the minus 140. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll lean Florida as well. I like that play. All right, last one up for me. Let's talk Anaheim and Los Angeles. Uh, Anaheim's eight-game winning streak kind of seems so long ago. And then, you know, since then, they've lost four or five games. And in similar fashion, the Kings had won seven in a row, and they've lost five or six games. So their lone win was a 4-2 win over the Senators three days ago. Uh, statistically, the Ducks, they have the advantage offensively. And, and um, goaltending, it's it's very close as well. So... Uh, I, I like Anaheim here. They, they've got very good shot selection. They rank eighth in expected goals for. Uh, I think the big problem with the Ducks is they're one of the more penalized teams in the league. They they end up um, you know shorthanded often. Still, it's with the plus line here. I was getting one ten. One ten. I can still get one ten. I'll shut up and place a ten dollar bet on the Ducks. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to get even better for him because now I'm seeing the Kings at minus 130. Both teams in their last five games, their only victory is against Ottawa. I don't know what that says about Ottawa, but that's their only win in the last uh, five games. You know, you look at the Ducks, they've scored one, two, two, two in their four losses, really struggling to put the puck in the net. And the same with the Kings, you know, two, one, they have that four goal loss against Carolina and then zero against Washington. Both these teams really struggling to score. Um, but I think Anaheim has the, the better um, rotation, if you will, they're overall the better team. So with a plus line, that's where I am. 10 bucks on the ducks. All right. There you go. I, I think you would might maybe want a little more value than plus plus one ten to do it, but it's, it's close. I think it's really, really close. All right. All right those are my plays. Panther. I know you got a couple more. I got a couple more real quick. Let's take a look at the Blue Jackets going to the Predators. We know Nashville's really good at home. Columbus is okay, but I think the thing for me is I think Nashville does win. But for me, the value at about plus 150 was just too much to pass up. I'm going to put 10 bucks on the Blue Jackets. Having trouble finding my mute button. I'm sorry there. Um, <laughs> I like Columbus as well here. I just – I. I uh, I don't know why I'm not betting it. I, I do have them winning, and it is a plus line. Uh, yeah, natural stuff at home. Uh, I don't. I really don't know why I'm not betting. Because it's one. a trap. That's why. Oh, that's why it's a trap. Uh, there you go. It's a trap. A lean on Columbus. There's no reason that Columbus should have a plus line here. This is insane. This is a capital T. Something's wrong. Trap. Well, I haven't jumped into a trap for a while. So. <laughs> There's something really weird about this line, though. Really, that uh, Columbus should be should be catching the negative line, and they're getting a plus one forty five. It's either the biggest gift of the season so far, or there's something really wrong. I didn't have. I had Nashville at home. I had Nashville should be maybe like minus one ten. I had Nashville as a slight favorite. Minus one sixty seemed very 
off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was inclined to take the plus line. One more game for me. We're going to take a look at the Carolina Hurricanes at Dallas. Could be another trap. Um, Carolina, we, you know, it's, we make much ado like Florida about how great they are uh, at home. They're a really good team everywhere. They're nine two and one away. Dallas six two and one at home. They're really good at home, but at a, almost an even game. I think overall Carolina is the better team, even on the road. I'll put ten bucks on the Hurricanes. It's another one that just seemed a little <laughs> off to me, right? Uh, I'm going to lean Carolina here, but I, I, I hated this one. I did not want to touch this one. So, uh, moral support, lean on the Hurricanes, but it looks a little t-ish as well yeah it really does you, you'd be thinking this should be like a minus 150 line more than a minus 107 line so yeah i mean carolina should win they should absolutely win and, and dominate but keep an eye on that one for sure because something smells all right we talked about everything under the sun max that's it that is it download the dgens app for android or ios listen to anything about our picture picks anyone's picks over on twitter at betting absolute no matter where you listen to that please highest rating comment, subscribe download listen to every single episode banther take us home Parlay time. Take those New York Knicks, the Golden State Warriors, and the over on Detroit and Portland. That'll be today's Panther Parlay. Jump on Facebook, Twitter, shoot shit with us. Uh, We'll shoot right back. Most importantly, let us know what you did last night, what you're going to do today. Oh, yeah. If I didn't fucking take it, we just that Panther Parlay. We're taking Washington. Damn it. Um, But uh, yeah, Luke Fickle, I know you're listening. Come over to Notre Dame so we can all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.